Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. with about 27% in. Uh, it's about a nine-point spread right now. It, it's kind of laughable. I mean, she lost. She she got trounced in uh, Iowa. She's losing New Hampshire pretty decisively, which was supposed to be her strongest state she had. And she's acted like she won. I mean, it, it's pretty yeah. funny. And, and Grant, yeah. you make a really good point because... She's talking about all her accomplishments in South Carolina. Trust me, when you talk to voters, they won't give you any accomplishments because they don't know what kind of accomplishments she had. But what they will talk about is how she tried to raise their gas, gas tax, how she tried to raise the sales tax. And they know better than anybody, she's the ultimate establishment rhino Republican. Yeah, she certainly is now. Um, she may have had me fooled in the early on uh, portions of her national career. I was a fan of hers when she was in the United Nations. She said all the right things, David Brody. And then she turned out to be a total disappointment to me. Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. This race is far from over. There are dozens of states left to go. And the next one is my sweet state of South Carolina. At one point in this campaign, there were 14 of us running. And we were at 2% in the polls. Well, I'm a fighter. And I'm scrappy. And now we're the last one standing next to Donald Trump. And today we got close to half of the vote. We still have a ways to go, but we keep moving up. Take a look at the numbers. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump, his support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republicans. All right. It is done. Oh, it's not done. They're going to count all night long. Uh, at least at the time of this recording, nine points. Uh, maybe that may extend a little bit by the uh, morning time. 
But as of right now, Donald Trump beat Nikki Haley by a healthy margin of at least nine. If it grows, it grows. Um, and moving on to South Carolina. Um, I am curious to see what's going to happen in South Carolina. Poll numbers show that Donald Trump is uh, doing much better than Haley. A lot of different poll no numbers show that he's doing much better than Haley in uh, South Carolina. So uh, what's the plan going forward? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would say you're probably committing political suicide uh, that you're running for president and you can't even win your own state. So I, I don't know how smart of a move that is that she's about to do. I got to be honest with you, staying in. I also don't think she should stay in because instead of us wasting more time focusing on a race that she is going to lose and dumping, taking more money and using it to attack each other, how about you do the right thing if you actually care about Americans and you bow, step out, bow out gracefully, throw your support at Trump, and we can put all of our efforts towards taking down Joe Biden. I, crazy theory, I mean, crazy idea, but don't you think that that would be better? Haley is a rhino. I said it from the beginning. I never thought that lady had a chance from the beginning. Ron DeSantis, who I thought could be a serious challenger to President Trump, did a pretty good job and uh, couldn't no knew that he couldn't make it, so decided to pull out when he pulled out, which is a good thing. He pulled out. He stopped wasting resources, time, and money, gave his support to President Trump. I think he has a bright future ahead of him personally. I think he's going to finish up here in Florida as a governor, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take another shot at it in 2028, and I think he'd have a lot of support because you're going to have a lot of um, uh, Trump supporters uh, go end up going with DeSantis because if you really look at the field right now, I know it's, it's still a ways away. It's five years out, but who do you really have unless all of a sudden we have this brand new rising star come out of nowhere? Who, who do you really have uh, you know, in reserve. He's a young guy. He's got a lot of time. I think he did the right thing. And I don't think he committed political suicide. I think he's got a long and probably pretty bright career ahead of him if he would like that, if that's the path that he chooses. Haley, on the other hand, is washed up. To me, this is the finisher. You go in, you lose your own state. You really look like a fool. You can't even pull off your own state. You're going to really look like a fool. Uh, the people of South Carolina are going to be speaking pretty soon. And uh, if she had any sense at all, any, which I don't think she has much, but if she did have any sense at all, now would be the time for her to just say, hey, you know what? We thought about it and we looked at the numbers and we're going to support President Trump and his efforts to be reelected and we're going to bow out gracefully. That would be the smart thing to do politically that would be the right thing to do and that may give her a future i'm not saying she's not going to have a future like <clears throat> working for C uh, cnn <laughs> a nasty little rhino now i'm not saying she wouldn't have a future doing something like that i'm talking about a political future what what big political job can nikki haley get i mean she is just uh, she made a comment the other day <laughs> I'm Italian, you know, and then uh, I'm American first. Italian descent. Man, I got to tell you, when she was, when she talks about growing up a brown girl, 
I just, I just can't, man. I can't. Listen, me, I, uh, I get a little red, just a little bit. And then my skin gets darker and darker and darker. Okay. I've been accused multiple times by many, many people throughout my life that for some reason, and I don't see it, not even a little bit, but for some odd reason, uh, like to think that I'm Samoan and I'm not really sure if that's kind of a fat thing, <laughs> which, which it very well could be, or it's a combination of the darker skin, especially in the summertime because I'm working outside and I'm absorbing the sun all the time. So my skin is a lot darker. Uh, and so a combination of that plus me being fat, or if it's just generally the darker skin, you know, I'm leaning towards the combo of the fat, darker skin deal, but, uh, I just, I die laughing when she says I'm darker than she is then I would be considered a brown person. And I, on every checkbox, when they ask me what I am, I always put white. Sorry. I'm not trying to fool. I'm not trying to sneak by saying I'm something that I'm not. Okay. Uh, just like uh, Pocahontas, I- I'd like to know how much she really has in her. I'd like to know what percentage is really there. Uh, because whichever parent of hers was the uh, white person, they, obviously that was the dominant gene in the house because... Uh, she don't look Indian to me. Not even a little, Mrs. Uh, Brown Girl. Anyways, uh, at least at the time of this recording, she has not bowed out. She's saying she's not bowing out. She's looking go looking towards South Carolina at the moment. And uh, the saga continues. <laughs> oh, first there was 14, and now it's just two. Oh, okay, yeah. It should be just one. We should be focused on Joe Biden, but instead we're going to waste a bunch of time and we're going to waste a bunch of donations and then we're going to waste a bunch of money um, fighting each other still when this is a losing battle. In New Hampshire, you were polling the best. That was the place that you had the best shot at dethroning the king and you came up almost 10 points short. Yeah, that's that's pretty good butt whipping, to be honest with you. You won by a pretty good margin. He won by a pretty good margin. You lost by a pretty good margin. You got your butt handed to you in Iowa. And... Uh, by the way, the numbers have been looking, you're probably going to learn a hard lesson in South Carolina. I'm just saying. Oh, you know what? Something else I forgot. I, I, one thing about New Hampshire that I did not know. I don't, I don't, I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to claim that, that I know everything in the world and I know everybody's laws and everybody's rules and, and whatnot. But New Hampshire has some pretty weird um, voting uh, rules. You know, that uh, you they allow Democrats and independents, they can vote in a Republican primary. It's it's awkward. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it is that way in your state. Again, I don't uh, claim that I know everything. But in the state of Florida, you have to be a registered Republican to vote in the primary because you're picking for your party. So to allow independents and, and I mean, independents, eh, there might be a little leeway there because you're neither here nor there. But um to allow independents and to allow Democrats to vote in a Republican primary just seems like you're, it's sloppy on purpose. There's a purpose. There's a reason for it to, to be that way. So it could be sloppier. I'm just not sure. Cause I believe, um, most of New Hampshire, I believe, uh, is, uh, are registered independents. So I believe the vast majority of them are. So I, uh, I just thought that was weird and wanted to kind of throw that out there. Uh, because just in case you didn't know, that was something I, to be honest with you, something I didn't know, you know, I didn't pay that much attention to their voting rules, um, last go round. And I was a little surprised to find out that it's, I don't know, it's, it's sloppy like that. So, um, I, on Friday, 
a federal court in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, uh, J. Alex Halderman, testified in front of a judge, uh, Amy, the judge's name is Amy, I think it's Tottenberg, it's courtroom in Cullen, uh, yeah, Cullen versus Rassenberger lawsuit um, on the insecure Dominion voting machines used in the Georgia elections in 2020. Uh, apparently the testimony that was given was part of a long running lawsuit and they pretty much explain how you can cheat. I'm going to play uh, some audio for you, how you can manipulate the voting machines. I'm going to play some audio for you. I'd like you to hear it. The Gateway Pundit is one of the only outlets covering a bombshell in a federal court trial regarding voting machines used across the country in presidential elections. A Dominion voting machine was hacked and the vote totals were changed live in court, according to courtroom reporter Amber Connor, who's been in court for the trial, which has been going on for over a week now. It is the Curling versus Raffenberger lawsuit. A US, it is located in U.S. District Court in Atlanta and unfortunately. Unfortunately, cameras are not allowed, but Connor says on Friday, the election expert showed just how easy it is to break into a Dominion voting machine and alter the totals in real time. She says University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering J. Alex Halderman testified about the machines which were used in Georgia's 2020 election and in countless other states. Here's a courtroom sketch of Halderman with a voting machine in court. Amber Connor told the Gateway Pundit that during that testimony, he was able to hack into a Dominion voting machine and change the tabulation with only a pen. Connor says that he borrowed a pen from the defense attorneys of all people, the attorneys representing the secretary of state who is fighting to keep these machines. He takes their pen, she says, and uses it to hold down a button on the machine that sends the machine into safe mode. She says once in safe mode, he was able to open up files and change the content of files right there in court for everyone to see. The plaintiffs in this case are hoping to get the Dominion machines removed from Georgia and replaced with secure paper ballots. Now, you may recall in June of last year. The Federal District Court of the Northern District of Georgia unsealed the 96-page Halderman report authored by the same expert who testified in court Friday. The report outlines the big vulnerabilities in the Dominion machines. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger had been hiding this report from the public for two years. Once it was out, Raffensperger shockingly dug his heels in and said he still won't fix the vulnerabilities before the 2024 election. Now, the U.S. Cybersecurity and infrastructure agency even issued a nationwide advisory last summer based on Halderman's report warning the 16 states that use Dominion to do everything they can to prevent hacking due to the list of vulnerabilities that the federal cyber agency warned about. And voila. (laughs) I mean, is it just me or is nobody giving this the attention that it probably deserves? Uh, It's that simple. You don't think anywhere in the country they could have been shown that little trick and changed whatever they wanted to change? It's scary for the type of country that we are, superpower, with the, the, the we are a structured uh, republic, you would think that we would have very secure 
elections. And the one thing for as advanced as we are with technology and, and you know, we, what, what we are, we should be better. We should do better. We should be better, but we're not better. Now with this coming out and not too many people talking about it, um, I got to be honest with you, uh, you know, it, 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 <laughs> it brings even more questions in about the 2020 election. How could we sit there and say that it was a safe and a secure election and we're supposed to accept the results of it when you, in live time, in front of the entire courtroom, you, he, he can get in there that quickly, that easily and change the numbers to whatever they want. And we're just supposed to accept results. Yeah, This is another example of give it some time and the truth always comes out. You know, I, it, was there enough cheating to change the election? I, it, to me, my opinion, I believe there probably was. Can I prove that? No, I can't. How could I possibly prove it? But I believe there pro- probably was. Um, we don't know. We'll never know. But seeing how unsecure our, uh, uh, our elections are, it's not good. But you were right. I was right. All of our, all yet again, being called a conspiracy theorist and everything that you say is wrong and you guys are on the wrong side of history and oh my God, just accept the, just accept the election and it was, it was fair and square and he won. Nah, it, it, more now than ever. Now I didn't believe it before, but more now than ever, I don't believe you. It's even worse now. Yeah, everything that I'm seeing is even worse. Everything coming out about January 6th, hiding documents, hiding footage, everything. It's just all one big show. Yeah, we are part of the show. They're, they are the magicians. They are the magic act. And we are the audience. We're watching it. We know it's magic. We know, well, quote unquote, we know it's tricks. And we're just trying to figure out how the tricks are performed. We know that it didn't really happen, even though they're telling you as a magician, any good magician would, to accept that I just levitated off the ground. It's reality. All of us know you're full of crap. We're just trying to figure out how did you do it? That's all that's happening right now. We're all watching this magic trick. All of us that are sane know that you're full of crap. We know it's a trick and we're just trying to figure it out. But you're stopping us like any good magician would at every way possible, cutting us off so we can't see the trick. So we don't know how it's performed. Well, we've been slowly for years now peeling back layers and layers and layers. And we're getting closer and closer to the parts that we really need to see to reveal everything. To reveal the trick, to reveal everything. This is, it's ridiculous. You know, I, I, I don't, and what, to me what's even worse is, why aren't more people talking about this? I know I saw Elijah Schaefer say something about it. Gateway Pundit saying something about it. I haven't seen a lot of other uh, big outlets say anything about it. And I just got to wonder why. I mean, these are court file documents. It's legit. There's, there's, this isn't, uh, you know, Joe's fifth cousin from uh, Ohio that works in some little computer shop nobody's ever heard of. Said, hey, look, man, I've been messing with this thing and this is how it works. Okay. You know, you could listen to that or... I mean, this is legitimate documented court, uh, a court case. This is testimony from the court case. This is them doing it in front of everybody in live time. Shows you that it is real. It is a real possibility to do this. You would think a lot more attention would be being brought to this. But I, I just don't see it. So I figured, hey, they're not going to do it. 
I'll do it because I'm always looking for the truth anywhere I can find it. And I'm always looking for something that, you know, why aren't we talking about this? You know, just like the, uh, uh, the Chinese stuff we, we talked about with them creating basically a super virus that potentially could wipe everybody out. Okay. And we chemical warfare, uh, illegal labs in the United States. Uh, I don't understand why we're not speaking about these things. You know, why is, why is the truth being hidden or ignored? You know, I understand the elections are, are important right now. I get it. I just covered it. So I get it. But there are other things going on. It's not solely about that. Uh, Donald Trump is going to do a fantastic job if he's reelected as president. He's going to do, I believe, everything he says he's going to do, or at least he's going to attempt it. And he'll probably get at least 90% of it done, as he did last time. But there are more things going on than just that. You know, he, he can't stop ever. He's a man. Remember he's human. I know that a lot of people looking like he's superhuman, but he's still human. He can only do so much. We, we have to be on alert, paying attention for ourselves, bringing light to, to stuff that we find that potentially has truth to it. And these are one of those situations where we're about to go into an extremely important election. <laughs> yeah. I hate saying this is the most important election of our lifetime, but my God, are you living in the United States today? It's pretty ugly. Okay. Uh, this is a real important election coming up. You know, I'd like to think that the machines that we're using are secure. 16 different states still using this crap. I, uh, we, we really need to push to have some more secure elections. These are problems that we are, are going to have and we're going to continue to have until the person that you put in office gets together in your state and changes it and makes it more rock solid. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Here in the state of Florida, we don't worry about that. I think all of us down here feel pretty secure with our, with our voting system. I think all of us down here are uh, secure enough that we think any way we vote, our vote's going to count. And it's not we're not going to get cheated. I think most places need to be like that. I know most places need to be like that. But you got to put the right people in office to get them to make those changes. Because if you don't, they're not going to make the changes. Just keep in mind that not every Republican, Nikki Haley, has your best interest at heart. Okay, They have their best interest at heart, but they don't have yours. Keep that in mind. That's why it's you have to really study who you're voting for and make sure that they're a good one because a lot of them are just as bad as Democrats. Nikki Haley getting all big money donors from all Democrats. As soon as anybody's getting big money from Democratic donors, that should be the red siren flags going off, everything. I mean, it should be a five alarm fire that obviously you're the wrong one. It's amazing who, how many people... Uh, even even the small amount, even even 20% Republicans that you would still vote for that lady. Why? Because you hate Trump? You think Nikki, Paley, Nikki Haley policies are going to be so much better? Give me a break. She wouldn't fix the voting, her voting system, would she? Did she? Because uh, my understanding from a lot of people in South Carolina, she hasn't done anything that they're uh, proud of. So just uh, something else to pay attention to, something else that, that dropped and if you didn't know about it, now you know about it. Look into it some more. But yes, I'll give, once again, pat yourself on the back. You're not a conspiracy theorist. There obviously are problems with these Dominion voting machines. They can be altered. They did it right in front of everybody, right in the courtroom for all to see. So it, it is possible that votes could have changed and swayed an election. That's all I'm saying. 
All right, it's late. I did this late today. We'll do it again. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.